welcome to another episode of the Rental Journal Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the equipment rental industry. I'm your host, Mark Simonson, and today's podcast episode is sponsored by Baseplan Software. For the past 33 years, Baseplan has provided software solutions to the equipment rental industry through its fully integrated ERP solution, covering modules such as sales, rental, service, parts, and financials. Find out how Baseplan can improve efficiencies and decision-making by replacing all of your third-party rental software, Excel spreadsheets, and whiteboards. Today's guest is Blake Manning. Blake is the Vice President of All Choice Rentals out of Canada, and he's someone that is truly passionate about the industry. Blake has won numerous awards in the industry, winning Rental Person of the Year for the Canadian Rental Association. He was nominated and was included in the 14 People to Watch Under 40, He was nominated for the Ernest Young EY Entrepreneur of the Year in 2019. Someone that truly wears their heart on the sleeve in the industry, and I'm very, very excited to get them on the podcast. Blake, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast today. To kick things off, can you talk to us about how you got into the equipment rental industry? Thank you, Mark. I just wanted to say thanks for allowing me to come onto your podcast. This is uh, an incredible opportunity. For myself, getting into the equipment rental industry, it's been kind of a journey. I've always known from a young age that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and, and start my own business at some point in time. And it's always been a passion of mine to, to want to be an entrepreneur from an early age. So an opportunity came about where uh, a friend of mine, his name was Michael Dirksen, he approached me and with, with the opportunity of buying into an equipment rental company called All Choice Rentals. He's also from Drayton Valley, a community that I grew up in, and uh, you know we went to high school together. and 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 Michael is a, a financial guru. He loved, you know, he loves building formulas and algorithms and calculations. But one of the things that I mean, he, he'll tell tell you himself is that he was lacking was uh, a good kind of salesman or hype man and 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 somebody to run the day to day operations. So he. He reached out to me to see if I wanted to buy into the company, you know, grow all choice rentals as a, as a rental company. And, and I immediately uh, jumped on board. I, I wanted, I thought it to be a, an incredible opportunity. Um, I love working hard, getting my hands dirty, dealing with customers, dealing with uh, uh, customer complaints. And, and, and that's how, and that's kind of how we started. We started off as a, as a one store location and, and we were tasked to more or less, you know, grow the company and, and kind of make it our own, make it our own. So kind of run the company how we see fit and, and try and grow it into a, a I guess, a, a, a little giant. So that's how, that's how I got started for sure. So, so were you doing anything in relation to rental prior to all choice then? Well, not exactly. So uh, I was a pipe fitter and welder previous, uh, in my previous day, um, Alberta is very much an oil and gas uh, province. It's, it's very oil rich. And, and I would say, you know, 80% of people in Alberta are, you know, working in the oil and gas industry. Um, I always liked working on or near, you know, heavy equipment, getting my hands dirty. Um, but I always had a passion for sales. So I actually joined a company called Wajax Equipment and uh, was a territory manager for Wajax equipment where we sold excavators, you know, rock trucks, forestry equipment, uh, either, 
you know, selling them or through rentals. So that's kind of how I got my first kind of foot in the door in the rental industry was by selling, you know, large, you know, oil and mining machines. Uh, and, and I was very successful doing it. And that's kind of what, you know, Michael saw and he, and he knew that I was doing very well at it. And he thought, you know, by bringing me on board at All Choice Rentals, that could potentially, you know, be a, a great partnership where, you know, he was very good in, you know, finance, you know, I was good in sales, that would be a kind of a good tag team partner. Okay. And so what's the business look like today? You said it started off as a small single location. Like what, maybe just explain about what the products and services or choice rentals provide and what the size of the business is and the, and the demographics. Yeah. So all choice rentals today, we've, we've been very fortunate. Uh, I know the last six years. Um, so all choice rentals initially started in 2009. Um, so we, like I said, we didn't start the company. We were just brought into uh, to buy into the company and, and kind of grow it. Uh, all choice rentals started off as a cat rental store. Um, and the, so a group of shareholders kind of bought uh, that, that location, that store, uh, we were a one one shops um, one one location shop, and we were very much uh, power generation focused. Um, in Alberta, in the last six years, we've kind of went through uh, some very challenging times. I would say in in those six years, we have faced two global recessions, uh, an oil and price sorry an oil and gas price collapse. Uh, as well as a pandemic. Um, so we knew that in order for All Choice Rentals to be successful and have a fighting chance is that we would need to uh, differentiate our service, you know, and, and distance ourselves. what we say, further from the drill bit. Um, the oil and gas industry is very volatile, re reacts quickly to price fluctuations. So we decided to do a huge pivot. Um, we, we sold off a tremendous amount of power generation assets. We used that money then to buy more general construction rental assets um, so that we didn't have all our eggs in one basket. We were more diversified. We, we also do things a little bit differently than a lot of the major uh, national rental companies in that we offer a uh, portable toilet division. We have an um, power generation division. We have a waste management division, uh, temporary fencing division, as well as um, uh, oil field tooling division. So we, we truly are trying to be a one-stop shop for 99% of every customer's needs. And, uh, and today we're excited to say that um, you know, we through acquisitions and through some greenfield starts, we are now in four locations. So that being in Drayton Valley, Rocky Mountain House, um, Hinton, and uh, Edson, where we keep a lot of our portable toilet assets. Yeah. So what's it like having so much equipment in, in a challenging region as well uh, with, with the weather and everything going like that? Like, is that something where you were more focused on acquiring businesses to get that, that specialty knowledge? Or was it around slowly growing up the people in the company to be able to have that knowledge of all those like bringing on a, a fencing division is like a, another challenge in itself like it's it, it's something that you really got to understand before you get into it 
So maybe talk through how you brought those specialty divisions in. Well, if you look at uh, Alberta on a map and you can kind of see where our locations are um, situated, you know, we all, we, we kind of work off a hub and smoke, uh, sorry, a hub and spoke model where, you know, we understand that uh, we don't have equipment, you know, we don't supply each branch with millions of dollars worth of equipment. But what we've done is we've built a network of, um, we look at it through kind of the lens of a transportation logistics. So we, we move equipment where it's needed. And, and that has a benefit um, in that it, it helps in terms of our utilization uh, as well as we don't have to increase our capital um, outlay. So by moving equipment where it's needed, um, it, it, it's really helped us kind of not have all our eggs in one basket in that, you know, we might have a, 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 a project in one area and it's very busy. Well, we can then, you know, assemble all our trucks and move equipment from, from location to location, which is allow, allows us to be very versatile. And uh, I mean, it, having that much equipment and, and trying to satisfy, you know, every particular rental uh, piece is, is challenging. And, and we know that, you know, we're, we're not able to own every single piece of equipment that we have in our rental fleet, but what we've done a good job of is build those strategic partnerships and build those relationships with other rental providers, with other vendors. Um, you know, we've, we've got a lot of, you know, suppliers and, and rental companies that are, they wanna work with us. They want to, um, they, they wanna see us succeed and when we want them to succeed as well as, you know, there's a benefit to, of, of us being able to put their equipment to work um, as well as us being able to satisfy our customers because uh, at the end of the day, we're trying to be a one-stop shop. We're trying to save those project managers time and money by not having, having to make 15 phone calls sourcing equipment. They can just call All Choice Rentals and we can go and more or less satisfy everything that they're looking for. So it's an interesting model around moving equipment between locations. And it's a very modern approach to a, a rental business. Because I guess the, the old school mentality I've seen with a lot of companies is the, the branch manager owns the equipment and that's his P&L and he tries to control all of his assets. He doesn't want to let another location take his excavator because he's going to lose that rental for his next month rental and stuff like that. So how, how did you uh, adapt to bringing on the right culture within those locations to be able to move the equipment around and not have that, that mentality of like really holding on to the assets? Yeah, so that's a great question. Uh, I mean, culture is very big with All Choice Rentals. And one of the things that we needed to do right off the bat to differentiate ourselves from most rental companies is, is to have that culture uh, of a can-do attitude. Um, so we, you know, during kind of one of the, the earlier recessions or, or downturns, we, we brought in uh, professional consultants that took a look at the way we answered telephones, the way we dealt with customers, the way we um, you know, kind of dissected our business to see, you know, what we can do better, how we can improve, how we can, um, you know, be the best at what we do. So, so through that in-house training, um, as well as we decentralized a lot of the decision making. Um, and, and what I mean by that is we, we empower our, our front counter staff, our employees to make those decisions on the fly. 
Um, one of the biggest kind of struggles or gripes that a lot of customers face is when there is an issue or where, or where a decision is need to be made quickly, they often have to get approval from a manager or, or a branch manager. And, 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 that, and in, in that time, you know, you can lose a customer. So by giving our employees the, you know, in, you know, allowing them to, you know, and empowering them to make those decisions has, you know, um, it's really helped our business in that, um, A, we, you know, I, we, I trust the decisions that they make. One of the things that we do, um, which maybe other companies don't, but, you know, we're very transparent with our employees, our drivers, our shipping and receiving, our mechanics. We show them our financial statements. We, we, we put together a list of, hey, this is, you know, the, the results and the impact of your decision and how it affects our business. Um, and, you know, everybody's kind of works together as a team. Uh, teamwork is a, is a big thing where, you know, where one of my branches here in Drayton Valley is slow, but my branch in Rocky Mountain House is busy. What can we do to help you? Can we, can we send some mechanics to you? Can we send some drivers? Can we move equipment around for you? How can we help you? And, and it's kind of that, it's all for customer service. It's, it's all, how can we do to keep our customers because keeping customers is more efficient than finding a new one. So how can we keep our customers happy? And, and it's all through kind of that company culture and, and teamwork and collaboration. Yeah, it's a great mindset to have within the company and, and to sort of spread that around. So, so then talk to me through, you said you came on as, the, as a shareholder, a majority shareholder. What, what roles have you had within the organization then? So when I first started six years ago within All Choice Rentals, we were just a one store location, but um, the shareholder group, you know, we had kind of a collective goal that we wanted to grow the organization and, and, and they kind of more or less empowered Michael Dirksen and, and myself to kind of, this is your baby, take it and run and grow. Um, so when I first started, I, I, I was more of a kind of hit the ground running. I did a lot of uh, business development, um, kind of outside sales, you know, dealing with the customers. And, and as we continue to grow and expand, my role has kind of changed, uh, I guess, from a, a title position, I'm the vice president of the company. Um, but what we do now, uh, my job today is more dealing with uh, kind of the, the, the overall sales and, and daily operations uh, of the company, of the, of the entire company. So uh, I do a lot of, uh, you know, checking in with my branch managers and, and seeing how we can help them or what tools or resources they need to, uh, to make their life easier. And uh, as well as um, just kind of following up and just making sure that uh, they have everything they need and, and we're, we're there to, to help. So. Okay. And so maybe talk through some of the challenges that you faced when you first joined the industry compared to some of the challenges that you face today? Well, when we first started, uh, like I said, like the majority of our business was very much power generation. And we, we were kind of, we didn't have all of the rental equipment needed. We were more so a specialized rental company. And, and we immediately knew that if we wanted to kind of grow and expand that we would that we'd need to diversify our product offering so and and distance ourselves from you know like we said the further ourselves from the drill bit um, meaning that 
with the volatility, um, with oil and gas, it, it's, it's important to um, kind of transition ourselves so that um, customers are, are less price sensitive um, and, and, and not have to worry about, um, you know, there is a big demand when, when you are a power generation company and, and you're supplying power to a, a drilling rig and, and, and there is an issue, you know, the, the response time uh, is, is, you know, there's a lot of issues, there's a lot of problems and, and, and everything, and downtime is very important. Um, so by diversifying our rental fleet in the beginning, um, it's allowed us to kind of still help with that, but also touch on, you know, general construction rentals. We, you know, we're now supplying equipment for, you know, hospitals and schools and, and other construction projects. So, and that's, that's allowed us to, um, you know, get our name out there and, and, and be a little bit more adaptable. Uh, the problems facing today, uh, I mean, obviously with COVID, um, we had to kind of, I mean, we were fortunate enough that we were able to change our business model and, and kind of more, more so go to a, an online presence. Uh, we, we did a re, revamp on our, our website. We allowed customers to be able to kind of reserve and, 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 so much, and order equipment online. You said you brought on a new website or you built a new website. What does that mean for your customers? Like what, and what does that mean for your business as well? we're seeing a kind of a, a new trend with, with the customers, a lot of kind of um, the younger generation that's moving into kind of project management. It's very much more catered around uh, a mobile device, uh, the internet. Um, so we wanted to make sure that we had a user-friendly website, a mobile-friendly website. We had a website that was able to, uh, where customers were able to place reservations, um, and, and kind of see the product offering that we have. So that, uh, which has allowed us and, and helped uh, our business in that um, th there's a big transition right now with kind of, you know, the, the millennials and, and, and older generation where the older generation, they like to physically make phone calls. They wanna come and see what you have for equipment uh, where kind of the, the newer generation uh, of, of people are, are, are kind of moving towards a, a faceless rental, kind of a, a more Amazon, uh, Amazon approach where kind of just, uh, they don't need to come in, they don't want to see your equipment, they just want to know that it's going to be delivered on time and, and, and picked up when it's finished. So there is a big, uh, uh, it's, it's kind of allowed us to be a little bit more adaptable and, and caters to both new and old uh, industry people. Yeah, no, I think that's a, I had someone say to me once that they want to help design the the Uber of the rental industry, where it's like you you order something, it just arrives, and then and then um, obviously when you want to get somewhere else, then you obviously get to your destination and then you leave. And it's almost the same thing, but thinking about the asset side of, of things. So it's it is going to, and I think COVID has sort of accelerated some of this, and and there's parts of the industry that are very backwards, like this the fact that there can be, still be some people that use paper. To, to handwrite rental contracts, like those sort of companies are going to have to adapt and move forward. Otherwise they will be stuck in the past. Yeah. And it's actually something that, you know, Michael and I are working on. Um, we are designing a website to very much be an Uber of the, of the rental industry 
there are other companies out there that are, are doing it right now, but I think it's just kind of where we got to go as a business as well and, and, and branch out and, and kind of step out of the, your comfort zone and adapt to the changing times. Um, you know, on this new website, you're going to be able to uh, see what the current inventory levels are of whatever particular piece you're after, and, and then more or less be able to order it. And, it, and it'll be like a, an Amazon delivery. It shows up at your house and, and when you're finished with it, we'll get a notification and we come and pick it up. Um, so it's uh, something exciting and, and it's likely something that we're gonna be launching uh, in, the, in the next quarter for sure. That's awesome. So, so I noticed that All Choice Rentals have partnered with Rick Ness from Gold Rush, which is pretty cool. So how did that come about? So yeah, that's, it's, it's kind of a funny story. So when I worked at Wajax Equipment uh, doing territory uh, equipment sales, my boss at the time, his name was Scott Petrie. And uh, Scott Petrie has since started his own company called Solo Equipment Products. And Solo Equipment Products, some of their best customers are up in the Yukon territory. So Solo Equipment Products, they supply... Um, OEM and reman parts for a lot of the guys on the television show Gold Rush through Discovery Channel. So uh, Scott was having a conversation with Rick uh, around, um, you know, some concerns that he's having, you know, running a mine and, and, and you know, uh, the issues he's having with, with his gold, gold mining. And one of those things was being able to find good, reliable equipment uh, from a rental provider. And uh, so my old boss, Scott, said, well, I know the perfect rental company for you. Why don't I get you in touch with, with them? And so we had a conversation with Rick and, and you know, kind of tried to find out where, you know, his, his, where we could help him, where he could improve and what he, equipment he exactly would need. And it's, uh, so we were able to do that. And, it, and it's, been, it's been a fun, kind of fun to watch our equipment on television, but it's also I guess a little bit nerve wracking in that you never know what I guess the television show is going to do to your equipment. Uh, you never know if they're going to have a, an unscheduled breakdown or, you know, drive your equipment off a cliff. And, and you, so it's kind of, you know, when I watch the show and every time I see it, I'm like, Oh God, please don't make us look bad for ratings. Like, but it's, uh, it's been fun. It, I mean, we've really enjoyed it. And, uh, and, and, it, and it's a huge, huge audience. Um, I, I, I think Gold Rush is one of the most popular television shows in, in North America, and, and it's getting millions of views. And, and from a branding and kind of a business standpoint, it's, you know, it's done well for our business in terms of reputation or, you know, new customers that aren't familiar with All Choice Rentals. They're like, hey, I saw your stuff on Gold Rush. If, you know, Rick Ness trusts you, maybe, you know, maybe you could supply our stuff. And and it's, it's really done well for our business, uh, that partnership. It's been fun to see. That's awesome. I can imagine the branding and just the advertising in itself is going to pay itself off. So that's a, a really, really good opportunity. And yeah, I'll, um, I'll have to try and watch a couple of episodes and look out for your <laughs> equipment. All right. So fast forward to 2030. In your opinion, what do you think the landscape of the equipment industry is going to look like? It's a tough question because what we're seeing right now is there is a big trend and push towards um, consolidation. And what I mean by that, you're seeing United Rentals acquiring many businesses, uh, 
even Cooper Equipment Rentals in Canada, you know, they're they're doing a big push uh, towards growth. Um, there is a lot of a lot of independent rental companies are getting, you know, purchased and bought out. With with that said, though, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a challenge because obviously, independent rental companies, in my opinion, we're able to provide. Uh, a level of customer service that frankly national rental companies are unable to touch so you might see if if there is such a big trend towards consolidation you may see a trend towards independent resurgence and that's going to be dictated I believe by by customers Uh, do customers want you know cheap prices or do they want customer service if they want cheap prices well then they're going to go to the low-cost providers and the national rental companies if they want great incredible service they're going to go and reach out to independent smaller rental companies so it's going to be an interesting uh, transition uh, in my opinion of what that landscape is going to look like in the next 10 years Uh, uh, i mean it's either i mean from all choice rentals perspective uh, in order for us to kind of cast our net and and get as much business as possible we have to almost be a hybrid we have to have fair prices but we have to have you know incredible customer service so in order to do that we need to continue to grow and expand and and that's through economies of scale the bigger we get the better buying power we have with our vendors uh, which then we can provide lower prices but still at the same time you know we can't lose focus on customer service that has to be huge otherwise we're going to be seen as a low-cost provider, and that's something that I'm that I don't want to be. I, I honestly believe that reducing your pricing uh, is just an easy thing to do. It's, it, in my opinion, it's a very lazy thing to do. It's just uh, you really need to differentiate yourself on customer service, and 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 by doing so, I think that's how the rental industry is is going to, you know, it's going to be great. Um, so I, I really hope that. Uh, I hope there's a, a kind of a, a trend towards independent resurgence. I, I really do. It sounds like discounting plays a close part to your heart. I mean, uh, yes, it does. Cause it's, I, I get frustrated in that a couple things that I'm, I'm faced with, obviously competition is a good thing. Um, competition's a great thing. It, it holds companies accountable, but at the same time, let, let's be real. I understand how much equipment costs. Um, every year, equipment prices are going up. Rental rates are staying the same. In fact, rental rates are going down. I mean, from a company standpoint, uh, discounting is, is it's, it's not a great thing to do. I mean, obviously, uh, you need to differentiate. I mean, for us, we differentiate ourselves on service. Um, for instance, last week, it's, it's minus 50 right now in Alberta. Um, nothing is working, um, but my mechanics are going out servicing and fixing our own equipment. And we're being tasked now with customers approaching us saying, well, hey, since you're on site, why don't you take a look at this piece of equipment from this national rental provider? Um, we're unable to get a hold of them. Um, you know, they won't answer their phones. Can you help us? You know, and, and at the end of the day, um, because we pride ourselves on providing a, a superior customer service, we end up fixing a lot of mistakes uh, from these low low cost providers. So it's trying to build the value, and 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 hopefully customers see that. 
Um, we have a peace of mind rental guarantee. And that's one of the things that differentiates our company in that all equipment must be in operating condition by the time it leaves all choice rentals. We must deliver that equipment within 60 minutes of a quoted delivery time. And we will repair all equipment or replace any inoperable equipment within 24 hours. And lastly, should a rental item, if we do not have it, we have to provide that customer with a, an alternative solution. We simply can't say, no, we don't have it. We have to say, you know, unfortunately we do not have it, but let me make a few phone calls on your behalf and try and find it for you. And if we don't do that, we give the customer a free rental. We do not charge them for that, uh, for that rental whatsoever. And it's part of our, our company's culture around customer service that, you know, it's our guarantee to our customers. If you deal with all choice rentals, we are there to support you. Wow. What a great culture to build up internally. And I think re-rents play a big part in, in sort of helping build that, that partnership with the customer, like knowing, Hey, I'm going to call, call Blake and, and I know I'm going to be able to get this unique piece of equipment because he knows all these people and they'll get it in. Or I know that if they can't get it in, they'll at least know where I can get it potentially as well. And so I think that that component uh, of re-renting does help out a bit in terms of um, uh, yeah, having that custom service. The, the challenge is if you're re-renting from somebody that has like ridiculous rates, then it's a challenge in itself as well. So it's, it's a bit of a catch-22 sometimes. Absolutely. And, and, and that's kind of, I mean, from my, my point of view, I think there's, there's enough work and there's enough business for a lot of the independent rental companies to do very well, a lot of the national companies to do very well. Uh, at the end of the day, yes, we are competitors, but it doesn't mean we can't be amicable and work together because, I mean, at the end of the day, we're just trying to get our rental, our rental equipment out on site and, and help the customer because helping the customer is, is, is the most important thing at the end of the day. Um, so building those networks of, you know, vendors and other and relationships with other rental providers. I mean, I, I honestly think and, and I hope people would echo the same that, you know, we've built a, a phenomenal network of other rental providers that love to deal with us and we love to to call on them. And and it's and it's at the end of the day, it just works well for our customer because we know we can't have every piece of equipment. I mean, that would cost hundreds of millions of dollars to do so, but we know where to get it. And and we can call on those guys at that time and and we're able to source that equipment and help our customers. So it's I, I honestly think that you know, this whole, you know, we're competitors, yes, but there, there doesn't mean that there can't be collaboration and, and we can't work together to, to help the customer because that's, I mean, the most important thing. It's a very unique situation, isn't it? Like there's not many industries where you work so closely with your competitors uh, in, in the same sort of equipment space. It, it, it's a really great thing. And I think things like those trade associations allow companies to, to come together as well. So like, how important do you think trade, trade associations like the Canadian Rental Association and the American Rental Association are to the equipment rental industry? I honestly think they're very important. Uh, I, I sat on the, the local board for the Alberta chapter of the Canadian Rental Association for four years uh, as the vice president. And, and it's great in that 
it allows you to collaborate and work with other rental providers that are on part of the association and, and kind of bounce off uh, best practices. What's working for you? What isn't working for you? What are we seeing out there in the industry? How can we change? How can we adapt? What new things can we bring forward that would be a benefit uh, by being a member? Um, and there is a lot of benefits, um, you know, in addition to networking being the number one benefit, in my opinion, you know, there's lots of different uh, services that these local, uh, local and national chapters provide, whether that be, you know, discounting, uh, discounts through insurance providers, um, discounted rent, uh, ready to rent tags, uh, they'll do a financial analysis of your business and compare you to other rental companies to see, you know, if you're in line, uh, if your, your rental rates are in line. Um, it, it, there's, there's opportunities for uh, additional learning and uh, driver's training and uh, different courses that you can take. But I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's whatever you, you get what you put into it. Uh, if you're willing to to network and 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 it's done one it's done a you know it's done wonders for our business uh, all choice rentals in that you know in terms of I've been able to uh, meet you know party and event rental companies that I didn't know previously and and we've been able to do some collaborative work together uh, I've been able to sell power generation to companies in Quebec uh, on the other side of the of the country uh, as well as you know, we've been recognized as um, through various uh, awards um, in that, you know, we, our company recently, we, we won the Canadian National uh, Presidential Image Award. We were fortunate enough to win Alberta Rental Store of the Year. Um, and, and that's just because, you know, we've, we've been able to, to really talk about um, and, and work well with other, other companies and, and share best practices and tell them, hey, what's working well for us, what's, what's not working, and, and kind of take the, the best practices from other companies and, and put, pull them into our business to make us, uh, to make our company more successful. Mm, yeah, no, all very, very good points. I did see online that you were nominated or you won, I'm not sure exactly the situation around the Ernest Young Entrepreneur of the Year as well. Like, what was that? Is that? Can you talk through that a little bit? Yeah, so that was a, a pretty incredible, uh, incredible opportunity. So we were nominated for Entrepreneur of the Year in uh, the business to business category. Uh, myself and my business partner Michael Dirksen, uh, and and it was a really cool um, program because it allowed us to look back at the things that we've done as a business over the last you know, six years of, of Mike, and, Mike and I of, you know, being part of, of All Choice Rentals and, you know, reflect on what we've done and how we've been able to grow and adapt and change and, and kind of work through um, a, a lot of hardships. You know, we often joke, you know, in the last six years, you know, two recessions, oil and gas price collapse, a pandemic. We often joke about what it'd be like to run a business when, when times are good. Um, so it's, it's been a, an incredible opportunity and it allowed us to reflect a lot about our business. And, and, uh, at the end of the day, you know, we were finalists in the business to business category. We, we did not win, but 
at the end of the day, the experience was incredible. We got to network and meet a lot of incredible businesses that are, you know, up and coming a lot in the tech space, uh, a lot of cool businesses that are, and other entrepreneurs. And, and it's, and it's been fantastic. It, it's been a, a really cool opportunity uh, to be nominated for Entrepreneur of the Year. So I'm sort of hearing a bit of a trend here that you've got all this passion to make the industry better. You've got a passion to make your business better. You, you've won awards with the association. You've won awards personally with your business partner. Like, where is all this passion and motivation coming from? Is this something that you've always had or is this something that you sort of learned recently? Like, how do you sort of keep this motivation going? And that's, that's a great question. I think a part of it is, is I, I, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I've always wanted to see, you know, grow um, a business. I'm, I'm very competitive. And, um, but also to one of the things that I did early on in my life that I think played a tremendous part in that is I did a lot of traveling. Uh, I went as a solo travel traveler for for two years I went around the world I traveled to 70 plus countries um, I got to meet and in and experience incredible opportunities you know different cultures different um, experiences and it's and as a solo as a solo traveler it's really forced myself to step out of my comfort zone step out of the box and you know and and go and approach somebody or go and approach a group of people and, 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 you know, ask if you could join them or, or travel with them. And it's just being not being, a, not afraid to take chances and, and kind of having that kind of can do attitude to always try and find a way. Um, you know, I've, I've had some pretty incredible travel stories where, you know, I've had guns to my head, I've had knives to my throat and, you know, in some of these countries that I've traveled to and, and being able to walk away from something like that just by kind of, it, it's, it's a really cool experience. And, and I think that's really, from a personal, uh, personal experience, it's really helped me in my professional experience because, you know, if I can talk myself out of, you know, getting shot, I can, I can pretty much deal with an angry customer, I think. Sounds like we can have a podcast just talking about your travel experiences if we wanted to. <laughs> yeah. right. So so talking about all those things that we just mentioned, like what, what advice would you have to maybe a new person that is joining the equipment rental industry? I think the most important thing is, is to always build a reputation around having a, a can-do attitude um, with, that, with that meaning don't be afraid to get your hands dirty, uh, jump in and help when needed. Um, whether that be jump in a skid steer to help load a customer, you know, suck out a portable toilet. If you need to, if your mechanics are busy, jump in and, and help change the oil of a generator. Uh, you know, always find a way to get it done no matter what. Um, and I think the biggest thing in the rental industry and, and from our perspective, or, uh, is to answer your phone. You'd be surprised how many people do not answer their phone when you call them. Um, lots of people, they kind of fall back on email or text. But I think, you know, advice that I would give someone new to the rental industry is answer your phone. Uh, if you think the rental industry is a nine to five job, you're going to be very mistaken. 
uh, you're going to be answering your phone at midnight, two in the morning, three in the morning, dealing with breakdowns, customer complaints, uh, broken equipment. Uh, but if you're able to answer your phone and, and bring a positive attitude and help a customer out of a, a tough situation and, and show genuine care to their downtime, it's going to be great for your business. Um, and lastly, I think just thinking outside the box, um, when there's a will, there's a way. Uh, I've rented out my own desk, my personal desk. I've rented out to satisfy a customer. They, they needed an office trailer and they needed a desk. We didn't have one. I'm sitting at a desk. I rented my desk. Last week, similar situation. We rented out an office trailer. They needed a refrigerator. We didn't have a refrigerator. Uh, Michael and I drove to his house and we took his refrigerator from his house. Um, so always trying to find a way to get it done. Try not to ever say no and just bring that kind of can-do attitude. Think outside the box. Hopefully Michael told his family before they took the refrigerator. <laughs> I had someone on a podcast earlier tell a similar story where they, one of their customers needed a forward drive. And so, yeah, he rented the family forward drive to their customer to satisfy their needs. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's good customer service. All right, so... Obviously, learning all this, you would have learned from other people as well. So who do you think played a big influence on your, in your career from a mentor perspective? I would have to say that would be my parents. Uh, my mom and dad are very opposite people. My dad, you know, kind of grew up as a, a Saskatchewan farm boy, you know, didn't graduate high school, but had that, you know, farm kind of work ethic where, you know, kind of a get it done attitude. Um, so I, I think like just looking back at the time when working with my dad, you know, he kind of brought that, you know, hard work, work ethic, get it done, you know, don't be afraid to, to get dirty. And my mom, my mom was a professional interior designer and decorator, and she would bring often bring me to different homes or, you know, construction projects or building projects. And, and this is, she would show me the before say, hey, this is what I'm working with, but just wait and see what I'm able to do with it. Um, you know, being able to kind of open my eyes and, and don't be so close-minded, have a, um, you know, have a bigger vision. Uh, my mom was very uh, adamant about me traveling. My mom wanted me to go travel and, and experience and have that life experience. I, I think my dad's, my dad's advice was, well, why don't you stay home and get a job and go to work? Uh, where my mom was, no, you know, that'll be the best thing you've ever done is travel and experience. Um, so I think my parents, they, they, they played a big part in, in kind of a, um, my upbringing. And, and, and I'm, I'm really proud of, proud of, you know, that. Um, in terms of like people that I respect in the rental industry, there's, there's several. Uh, I, I believe one of them was even a, a guest of yours uh, from a previous podcast. And I'd be being um, Daryl Cooper and, and Doug Daughtry, um, guys that have started, you know, one rental store. And, and I think Cooper's up now to 48 rental stores, you know, having a lot of respect. And, and, I, and I personally know them and, and they're very nice guys and, and um, willing to share best practices and advice. Uh, uh, same thing with uh, Ralph Warner from Warner Rentals. You know, he's got a great team and Brent Thompson and Nathan. Um, Jim Clipperton from Norval Rentals, you know, all guys 
uh, Bob Smith from Liftex, Todd Mullen from PG Rentals, you know, guys that, you know, have the mindset of, you know, having a well-established presence, have started small and have built very successful independent rental companies. Uh, they're not so much mentors of mine, but I mean, guys that I really highly respect in the rental industry. And I, I really, you know, hope to, you know, get to where they have become, you know, down the road. That's awesome. That's really good that you can have such good thoughts and, and opinions of your peers as well. I think it really shows a maturity in, in a, as a business owner and sort of where you want to see the industry become better as a whole and not be selfish uh, around just yourself as well. So that's a you know, really, really good mindset to have uh, both personally and professionally. So if you could go back and give your younger self some advice, what would you say? That's a tough question. I'm only 36 years old. I know uh, I've in the last six years, you know, dealing with, like I said, a pandemic and recessions and oil, and I've probably aged about 50 years. But uh, just to keep doing what you're doing, uh, I think it's important to continue to take chances and risks. And, and if you fail, um, learn from your mistakes and, and just come back stronger. Um, don't be afraid to take a chance. Don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone or, or, or um, continue doing what you're doing. Just always be willing to, to, to take a chance and take a risk. And, and I, I think my biggest thing or my biggest struggle that I find as an entrepreneur and, and an owner of a business is, is always to try and find to set a little time for your family and friends. Uh, it's hard to, it's very hard uh, to disconnect from, you know, the, uh, the business, especially when, you know, your culture is built, built around customer service and answering your telephone. Um, you know, that, in, that means, you know, going to do a repair job on Christmas Eve and, you know, answering a telephone at, you know, three in the morning and, and, you know, it's, it's, that's a challenge. So to, I could, I think I could always try and maybe set a little bit of time for my family and friends, but, but very challenging to do. Yeah. Again, it's, it's, it's very important that you have the ability to recognize that as well. I think a lot of people don't recognize that. And then they get 15, 20 years down the track and they're like, I don't understand what went wrong here. And it's like, well, you've been out of the picture for so long. So I think the ability for you to be able to recognize that and also see that a means that you can try and build more of a balance and maybe uh, delegate or create new roles to help you give you more time in the business uh, outside the business and to do other things on the business. Absolutely. You bet. All right. So this is one of my tougher questions as well. So how do you define success and what do you think was maybe a defining moment for you? I mean, that is a tough question. Um, the way I look at it, and, and if you if you know a little bit about all choice rentals, we're very we're very uh, sorry very ingrained in the community. Um, we don't necessarily. I, I mean, I personally don't define success by the amount of money that a business is able to make, but how we're able to support the local communities in which we serve. Uh, I'm extremely proud to say that in the, the, the towns that we support and the towns that we operate, you know, we've donated over $300,000 uh, 
uh, to various charities and foundations, either in cash donations or equipment rental donations. Um, I, I think it's very important to give back. Uh, you know, you support the people that support you. Um, you know, you help when you help others when they can help you. Without customers, you don't have a business. So being able to give back and, and support the communities that we serve has is, is been a huge thing uh, for All Choice Rentals. And I mean, from a personal perspective, I know I've touched on it a few times um, this afternoon is, you know, being able to grow a business in such a challenging time, you know, through COVID and, and you know, recessions and, and price collapses. But at the end of the day, we've, we've been lucky and very fortunate that we've, we have been able to grow and, and be successful. And, you know, I'm still very happily married. I have two young, beautiful little boys that are, you know, two years old and four years old. And, and they love, you know, they love equipment. They, they love to come to All Choice Rentals. They love to uh, hop in a skid steer or hop in an excavator. My son, Ben, he's four years old. He, uh, he can operate a skid steer better than my business partner, Michael. Uh, he knows he knows how to run he knows how to run equipment and he loves it and just to you know have my family you know support me through through this has has been a great thing for sure. Awesome, awesome. Well, Blake, I really want to thank you for coming on the Rental Journal podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, like I said, I'm very jealous of the weather in Australia. Um, plus twenty uh, today, it is uh, minus minus 50 with the wind chill here in Alberta. So uh, very jealous. Please like, share, follow the Rental Journal podcast and we'll see everyone in next week's episode.